Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Monday morning. So the wealth of amateur baseball talent was being picked over by the pros yesterday, the annual player draft. And the first player chosen, was that a surprise to you? Hardly. It was expected. As a matter of fact, the first two were really hugely well thought of in college baseball circles. And the draft continues today and tomorrow. It'll end up on Tuesday. The playing of the All-Star Game, of course, will conclude later on in the day. First player picked was Paul Skeens, the outstanding pitcher from LSU, national champions, and the guy who throws consistently high 90s and the 100 miles an hour. Hope he doesn't hurt his arm any, but probably won't. And his buddy, Dylan Cruz from LSU, was the next player chosen. He's taken by the Washington Nationals. He's the college player of the year. Batted over 400 this year with a bunch of home runs. So those guys, they were fully expected to be the number one. Third player was a kid named Max Clark, and he was taken by the Detroit Tigers. And he's a high school kid. Now, we'll get the Cardinals and the Royals. Cardinals first round and only round pick. They didn't get a number two yesterday. There's a kid named Chase, and it is Chase Davis. That's what his name is, and he's a big-time first-team All-America from Arizona, and he hits the long ball. That's what the Cardinals were looking for. So Chase Davis was the Cardinals' choice. The Royals picked a high school catcher named Blake Mitchell, and he is from Sinton, Texas. Now the draft continues on today, rounds 3 through 10, and then tomorrow 10 through 20, and that'll be the end of the 20 rounds. Hopefully they're thinking about pitching up in St. Louis. They definitely need that in the future. All right, so the All-Star break is upon us. What exciting events are happening tonight? Made for TV Home Run Derby is tonight. It started in 1985, so it's now become an All-Star tradition. I say made for TV. <laughs> the fans are not in there for free, folks. They pay, ranging in tickets, $97, the cheapest, to $2,220 for the most expensive. To see guys up there swinging for the fences, if that's what somebody wants, hey, more power to them. Anyway, the winner, Home Run Derby winner, will earn a million dollars. So these guys are up there swinging away. Is it a good thing? It's made for TV. Uh, some of the big-time sluggers uh, choose not to be in this because you're swinging altogether differently. It's it's batting practice, and your whole swing has been altered, but a million dollars speaks for itself. Yeah, a million dollars speaks for itself, but so does paying $2,000 to watch a batting practice. That should also speak None. for something <laughs> else, too. NASCAR race in Atlanta. Who got the peach, my man? They turned on the lights at the Atlanta Speedway, which is not actually in Atlanta, but rather in Hampton, Georgia, which is Nixa to Atlanta. The uh, lights turned on, and William Byron got the win in a rain-shortened race. They only won 130 laps because of rain in Atlanta and severe weather. As a matter of fact, I've never seen this happen before, but the PA announcer at the Atlanta Stadium toward the end said, Folks, there's severe weather to the eight miles to the west of us. We advise you to leave the stadium immediately. I've never heard that before, but it did in Atlanta. 
Checkered flag goes to William Byron, and that's a big deal for him winning in Atlanta. Please tell me the Cardinals at least ended on a high note before the All-Star break. They did indeed. They won their final two games on Saturday and Sunday, beat the punchless Chicago White Sox. Yesterday was 4-3 to three in 10 innings. So the Cardinals actually win three of their last four, and they are 14 games under 500, 11 and a half games out of first place. There are 72 games to play. Do they make some kind of deals, or the Cardinals' front office and full, fully staffed has some key decisions to make? This includes the manager, uh, the president, Mr. Mosellac, the general manager, Mr. Gersh, and the owner, Bill DeWitt. They've got to get together. Do we have a chance to win in the second half? Actually, they do. Eleven and a half games back in the Central Division, which is very weak. The only problem there is there are four teams in front of them. They all have to lose. Well, two of them, the Pirates and the Cubs, they can be overhauled. Not sure about the Brewers and the Reds. And the Cardinals do need to get back to 500. you You're not going to challenge unless you're there, and they are now 14 games under 500. However... The key here is the schedule in the second half begins easy. The Washington Nationals, the Cardinals have them at home, and then they have the Miami Marlins coming in. Miami's up and down, and then they have the Oakland A's coming in. Their wins right there. Hey, the Cardinals have a chance to really get well at the start of the second half, so we will see. We will see, but... In their favor, they are arguably one of the weakest divisions in baseball, so we'll see what happens. They could be some good news in September, fingers crossed. What about the Royals? Royals did win. They won their final game, beat the Cleveland Guardians 4-1. Now, it's only Kansas City's 26th win of the year. They're so far out of it, they can't even see it. But it is a great story because the winning pitcher, Ryan Yarborough, threw six innings, allowed six hits, Struck out five. Now, who is Ryan Yarborough? Back on May 7th, he was pitching against the Oakland A's and took a line drive right to the head. Multiple skull fractures. He was immediately, of course, placed on the 60-day injured list and great question as to whether or not he'd ever come back. He did, and he pitched well yesterday. That's a great story. Ryan Yarborough pitching and getting the win. So, indeed, big win for the Royals, although it's not going to get them anywhere. The Springfield... Cardinals, boy, this this is painful, won the first three games from the Amarillo Sod Poodles and lost the next three. Amarillo won yesterday 9-6, took a doubleheader on Saturday, played a doubleheader because Friday night's game was rained out. So the Sod Poodles win the final three games of the series. Those teams in the Texas League now have four days off. That's pretty good. That coincides with the Major League Baseball All-Star break. What does a kid in the minor leagues do with four days to themselves? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Probably eat a lot of ramen. All right, who is the United States women's golf champion? Her name is Allison Corpus, and she is the first USA female to win the U.S. Open in, in for the ladies in seven years. Uh, Corpus is from Hawaii, but she played her golf at Southern Cal, and this is only her second year on the Pro Tour, and how about that? She conquers Pebble Beach, got on the second nine with a one-stroke lead, and expanded that, and that says something for her. Allison Corpus spells her name C-O-R-P-U-Z. She is the United States Women's Golf Champion. And what's she going to do with that purse? Who knows, Ned? (laughs) Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.